Welcome to Silent Symptoms, a black mental health podcast. I am your host, Katasso Fridge, a Florida-based therapist. This podcast focuses on mental health, stigmas, and social injustices that affect the black community. This podcast was created to bring awareness about mental health and can be used as an educational guide, but this is not to be used as a replacement for seeking help from a therapist. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Silent Symptoms, a Black Mental Health Podcast. Today, we have Diana of Money Boss Mama. She's a budget coach. So I brought Diana on so she could tell us a little bit about, you know, getting on the right track with your finances, learning about budgeting, and she actually is on her own debt-free journey. She has no debt, so I want to be like her. So Diana, introduce yourself to the people. Yeah, so I'm Diana. I'm the creator of Money Boss Mama, and I coach single, ambitious women on how to maximize their income using a simple goal-based budget so they can pay off debt, save money, start building wealth, all that good stuff um, so that they can basically live life on their own terms. Awesome. So tell me a little bit as to how did you get started on your financial journey uh, for you to get to where you are at being debt free? So I am a mindset person. And when I realized that the way you manage your money is all a, a mindset game, Mm-hmm. I knew that I had to prep myself mentally. So I don't have like this super extravagant first starting tip, but literally I had started a debt-free journey before. And like many others, I quit because I lost the motivation. So yep. I knew to get back on it and stay consistent. I had to prep myself to take this journey because like paying off debt, like being debt-free and building well, like that's so rare, especially in our communities. Yes. So that's something that's so rare, but being in debt and living paycheck to paycheck is so normalized and it seems crazy, Mm -hmm. but that's just the way that it is in society. So you are basically on a journey to achieve the unknown, not the unknown, but I'll say the impossible. Yeah. So you're on a journey to achieve the impossible so if you are going and seeking the impossible you have to be mentally prepared because it's not for the week yeah and then i knew that i had to start telling my money what to do even though i did not have a lot at the time so i created a budget now was i the best in the beginning (laughs) no i scrapped like the first five to six budgets Mm -hmm. but Honestly, consistency is going to be your best friend on this journey. So I knew that if I stay consistent with it, then something's going to happen. Like chains are going to start breaking. Yeah. Something has to happen because I'm putting in this work. So there, there's going to be some type of result. Right. Maybe not as fast and as, as extravagant as other people, but there's going to be some type of result. And that consistency led to, you know, building a habit. And that mm-hmm. got me to being debt free. Yeah. Oh my God. 
because you you write when you say almost impossible because it has to be something that you put your mind to and you're right I'm a complete mindset person if you put yourself and your mind into doing something you're going to achieve it and the consistency yeah. is super important because a lot of times we want instant gratification we want mm -hmm. the results right away and if I don't get it I'm quitting or I'd rather yeah, go out it. to eat I'd rather go out to eat and then yeah. like now you fell off your budget and most people think you can't incorporate that and why yeah. do you feel like oh, oh before I even forget you almost did you did the impossible <laughs> that everybody really doesn't yeah. do paid off your student loans a lot of people don't we always say we're gonna die with these student loans like you're gonna die with them <laughs> killed it. yeah so yeah I was not really I'm like I, cause when you start this journey, you're already on the path to doing what other people say that is not possible. Mm -hmm. So you don't even really think about it at that time because right. now your new normal is I'm going to be debt free. I don't want to owe anybody. So mm -hmm. attacking my student loans, like it was a beast, but I have, I was already in that place mentally where I was like, I had already proven to myself that I could do it. And no one was going to tell me otherwise. Like you have to get laser focused and realize that no one's coming to save you. Mm -hmm. You've got to save yourself. Right. Like if, if you tell yourself you're going to die with your student loans, like you're not even going to try. Yeah. You have exactly. no incentive. Yeah. we're just waiting to be saved and i feel like that's the worst mindset to have to wait for somebody to save you for the government to go ahead and give us this money and say ah, yeah you don't have and to you, worry about it especially now like we're banking on people to bail us out that's not gonna happen and you're you're keeping yourself from progressing yeah and why do you think that it's important for people to be diligent with their finances especially when you think about the black community the most we're at a deficit and we don't really take finance finances seriously we're living paycheck to paycheck yeah so being diligent when it comes to managing your money it kind of goes hand in hand because when you are diligent you're building up that muscle of habit and money management is it's a marathon like it, you have to take it day by day like literally you have to put in the work every single day but when you are diligent and you are building consistency mm -hmm. then it becomes less of like a, a sacrifice yeah it becomes because would you say yeah that? it's it becomes a way of life so you don't even see it as you having to give up this or delaying gratification because now it's normalized so yeah. you are stepping into a new normal but you have to be conscious when it comes to how you are managing your money that's yeah. going to be a daily lifestyle habit it's a marathon not a sprint yeah so when you look back, because now I'm, I'm assuming that you're probably at a better place, was there a point where like your mental health was affected by your finances? Because I see a lot of people actually come to therapy because like they're living paycheck to paycheck or they're worried about yeah. if they're going to be able to pay their bills and things like that. You would think that people would delay worrying about their finances because of it. Was your mental health affected? Absolutely. Like your mental health, like your mindset and the way that you manage your money are so deeply intertwined. And I don't mm -hmm. think that a lot of people realize that it goes hand in hand. So when I was a young first time mom, super broke college student, yeah. I, when my finances were broken, I was broken as a person. 
Yeah. And then when you are wondering how you're going to pay your bills or if you're going to have an eviction notice taped to your door for everyone to see, yeah. you lack confidence in yourself. And then mm -hmm. that trickles down into other areas of your life, you know? So you're, it trickled out, it trickles down into your relationships. Mm -hmm. So I was entertaining a relationship that was really less than what I was worth. But yeah. at that time, because I, I was in a place where my finances were broken. So I thought that that meant something about me. Yes. I entertained that, you know, and I didn't go for higher paying positions because I'm broken. So mm -hmm. one thing when I started my debt free journey that I did not realize is that your finances, that's not going to be the only thing that transforms. You are going to transform into a completely different person because the mm. two are hand in hand. So I am a completely different person from the Diana that started, you know, in 2016. Yeah. Once you are managing your money properly, you build up confidence. You're showing yourself that you can do it and that you are worthy because you have to believe you are worthy. Yes. Otherwise, why would you try to improve your finances? Right. For what? You don't deserve it, right? right? You have to believe you're worthy and be confident in yourself because you have a positive expectation of the future when you set that goal to become debt-free. Like you expect more money to come. You right. expect good things to happen. Yeah, because that that's what you're working towards. You right. can't have a negative outlook on yourself, but expect your money to flourish, you know? Right. It kind so of shows I'm, up in different areas yeah. in your life. It it does. It trickles down into other areas of your life that you don't expect it to, but you don't realize, you know, how money plays a role in your how you perceive yourself mm -hmm. until you really sit down and, and analyze yourself. Yeah. And then like money is such an intricate part of, you know, us as a people, because, you know, like a lot of people like social media, we watch people, how people spend yeah. their money. You feel like you're comparing yourself to other people. Like I should have this, I should have that. But if your state of mind is not in the proper place, then those things are not going to come to you. And you have to start to believe that, okay, I can get on this debt-free journey. I can manage my money properly. And I can abstain for the things that have been normalized. I can abstain from going to the movie. Yeah. going out to eat every day uber eats whoever for this certain period of time and you know budgeting is such an important part of every household i think i'm a believer is more money more problems because i've been in situations where too like the more money i had the more money i spent and yeah. it started to make more sense but just because you make more money actually <laughs> that's a perfect opportunity to be maximizing your savings and putting your money yeah. elsewhere versus all those lavish things that we probably don't need because we did without before yeah you know? but then and like what, you, yeah. the more money more money more problems is you just created those more problems for yourself yeah for myself basically. nobody else did it <laughs> and then we have a way of thinking that other people you know, are to blame or all these bills yeah. just started piling up all of a sudden. Well, we have to also take responsibility of how we spend our money and how we, our relationship with money too. Absolutely. Because we don't know that. So what steps can someone take to get started on this journey to be debt-free and how to properly manage their finances? So to get started once again, Mm -hmm. prep yourself mentally that's number one that's key it doesn't matter what strategy you start with if you are not mentally prepared to stay in the game because this is it's a tough game you're mm -hmm. having to give up things you're having to sacrifice 
No one wants to do that, especially in today's society. So you have to be mentally prepared to make public sacrifices mm -hmm. and to do without. You have to strip yourself of everything that you hid behind. Mm -hmm. All those material things that you hid behind because you are reinventing yourself. Yes. In a way. You can't you can't get to this new level being the same person, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you have to start telling your money what to do get on a budget and you know budgets make people cringe the word makes people cringe but when you strip it down of you know all of the assumptions that you've heard about and actually get into it for yourself you realize it's just a spending plan mm -hmm. you're just taking your income and you're telling it what to do where to go yeah like you do anyway like you're paying your bill yeah you put that amount towards your bill and that's it and people don't realize that you can budget for anything there's no rules to it you that's just... what i was about to ask okay yeah. what the... kind of things that like can, can they budget that are fun can we have something in there where i want to spend a hundred dollars on myself for the month instead of like suffering yeah so i always tell people like i don't do depriving budgets yes like you cannot deprive yourself so you can budget for anything that you can comfortably afford. Mm -hmm. Now, I always advocate for goal-based budgets because if you're just budgeting just to be budgeting, you have no reason to be budgeting. You're not going to stick with it. You're just not going to be motivated to stick with it. Mm -hmm. But if you can afford, you know, a hundred dollar many and petty every time you get paid, then you put it in there. You just have to make your expenses fit within your income and then once you have your spending plan you know where your money is going then you will be able to maximize your money because you are making it work for you now versus it just going to different places yeah. because one thing I noticed when I'm working with clients is they swear they don't have any money but then when we're really making the plan and we're putting it towards places giving every dollar a job they're like mm -hmm. I had one client, she had $800 in discretionary income. Yeah. You didn't know it. Yeah. I'm that person. <laughs> because there was a point, my husband, he's like, he, he has an Excel spreadsheet, knows uh -huh. where to put everything. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Like all of this money, I don't know what's happening with it. Yeah. And then he was like, you have $1,500 extra dollars. I'm like, yeah, what do you mean? Where's the money at? I have no idea. At? And I had no idea because guess what? Oh, I have an extra little whatever. I'm thinking I'm spending a little bit and what becomes a little bit becomes too much. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm spending $50 yeah. here, $30 here, and that's not a healthy way to, uh, to to be trying to save money or to do things in life and things like that. You know, there's always a reason to budget. You know what I'm saying? I'm not at a deficit, but at the same time, I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, but I still need to manage my money because yeah. that's how I will see changes in my life in different areas. I'll know how to, when I get that million dollars, Yeah, I won't lose it really quickly because I don't know where it's going. You know, because I feel like, you and I'm that person that's the rich. Guilty. Right. I'm guilty of not looking at my bank account sometimes. I'm just like, oop, let's hope. <laughs> I'm that person. But I had to, yeah. So I had to change that and know that, like, everything that I'm doing is for a greater purpose. And, you know, having my budget, making sure I put a little bit of here, a little bit of there. And then, like, do you provide different budgets for different situations, too? I mean, you said it's goal-based. So let's say yeah. somebody is trying to plan something 
for they want to have savings for their retirement or somebody wants to have this grand savings to make sure that they go on a debt-free journey do you provide that yeah so whenever i say goal base we always clarify their vision first like what is it that you want to achieve Mm -hmm. that you feel like it's relevant and realistic for you and then based on the goal that we set for them which is always something different with every person we everybody's budget is unique because Mm -hmm. They have, they have a different financial situation from the next person and a different goal. So that way we're taking the money that they have, because a lot of times I don't want them to get stuck in this mindset that I don't have enough. There is a deficit of something. Yeah. We want to get out of that mindset of scarcity to one of more abundance. So I show them how to make what you have right now work for you. If you Mm -hmm. have an increase of income later on, great, but learn how to manage what you have now so that the extra that you have is extra. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All that extra stuff, like we we typically wait for like a promotion and it's not possible. What are common mistakes that people make when they're trying to go on this journey? I think the first number one mistake is being unrealistic. Mm-hmm. So like when, when you start on a financial journey, whether you're paying off debt, you want to start investing, whatever, Yeah. you you have this new goal. It may not be specific because a lot of people I find that they don't, they create a goal, but it's not yeah. a smart goal. So I love smart goals. <laughs> you hit it right over the head. You know, it's. It's a method to goal setting. Otherwise, you're going to be like the majority of people. Like, what is it? Over 90% of people, they don't hit their goals. Yeah, that's that. That's not because you're it. Not, yeah, there's a method to it. But, you know, whatever you decide to do when you it's new, it's exciting, and they get overly excited, and then they start overshooting. So whether it's overshooting in the goal setting process or overshooting when it comes to their budgeting, they always overshoot. So you go and you make a payment because you were overly excited and you realize that you need that money back and now you're Mm -hmm. short on something and now you're disappointed in yourself and you feel like it's not working, you know? And then when you set a goal that's not realistic, and it's not happening the way that you thought it would, you're losing motivation and you want to quit. Right, because it's not going your way. Yeah, you have to take not only your behavior, but your current financial situation into Mm -hmm. consideration. And I feel like another mistake is that they get into the comparison game. Ooh, that's real. You know, and I fell into that trap too, where I would see people who are paying off more than my debt, Mm -hmm. but they had more debt than me, but it was at a faster rate. Yeah. Like it took me four years to pay off $35,000, you know, yeah. ping ponging back and forth, but they can pay off $35,000, you know, in 18 months. And you get into this comparison game and you, when you do that, you are insulting yourself, you know, Correct. you're insulting yourself because you're looking over all of your wins and you're not realizing that there are a lot of factors that come into play when it comes to how much people have on their debt-free journey and how fast mm-hmm. that they can pay it off. And their situation is not your situation. As right. long as you're doing what you need to be doing, yeah, then that's all that matters. You know, we all have the same end goal. Right. And then and that support, you don't know if they have a partner to support them or whoever is contributing to their debt-free journey. Yeah. Everybody has to look at what they're doing and then stay diligent and focused and consistent in every single 
goal that they create. And if they're all over the place, then social media is actually the most powerful tool, but the most dangerous one of them all. Yeah. If you don't so, use it correctly, right. it will make or break you. Yes. So um, are those the mistakes? And then is there more or no? Because I know I kind of interrupted you. <laughs> no, you're fine. So I would say another one also is like going back to budgeting. Yeah. Everyone thinks you have to deprive yourself. There are some yeah. people who want to be gazelle intense and that's yeah. admirable, but it's not sustainable, you know? Yeah. At long term, it's not sustainable and you have to allow yourself some grace. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you know, with an addict, if you go cold turkey, you're more prone to relapse. And no, when you yeah. relapse, you're going to relapse hard, hard. you know? Yeah. And it's like, if you are trying to shift from a spender to a saver and you try to go cold turkey, yeah, it may work for mm -hmm. a little while, but eventually you're going to relapse and it's going to be hard to get yourself back on track. On track. You have to make small, gradual changes. I would say that's a, a huge mistake people make as well. Yeah. So would you say, because, you know, we have, we're talking about people that, you know, having a decent amount of money, not a lot of money, but can low income people or people who are really living paycheck to paycheck, get on this debt free journey and learn how to manage their money effectively. And what tips do you have for those people? Uh, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. If you are low income, you are still able to pay off debt. Like I shout that from the rooftops because I was low income when I started. Yeah. I was on income for two years out of the four years of my debt-free journey. So I mm. know that it can be done. Now, it's not going to be as fast as others. You're not going to see progress happening as fast. But I would say your number one thing is to get on a spending plan because you're going to have to control your expenses. Mm. You don't have a lot of money to work with. So whatever money that you have, you have to maximize it. And you can't do that if you don't know what your whole financial picture is. You have to put it all down on paper. And then from there, what are your core values? And whatever mm -hmm. doesn't align with that needs to go so that you can free up extra money to get yourself out of debt. And you also have to get creative. So mm -hmm. with me, I knew that I had to seek out opportunities because my income was so little. So mm -hmm. whenever you start to get creative, you start seeing opportunities and things. Mm -hmm. So tax refunds. That was a game changer for me. I saw that as a way to get myself yep. out of debt. Bonuses, you know, any type of incentives, settlement checks. Like I've gotten into a few wrecks. Guess where those checks went? Okay. Card Hello. I, I, I can deal with a few dents. So yeah. you've got to get creative and see the opportunity in things. And like, even with me, one of the ways that I got out of debt was using my PTO sellback. So if you have something that you see as like an everyday thing when you're uh -huh. on a debt-free journey you see it as an opportunity so i hoarded pto and sold it back just did oh my anything that i could do because i was looking for yeah i was looking for opportunities to make up for lost time but consistency is going to be your best friend you have to stay with it and as your debt dwindles you just know that your income is going to increase because your spendable income is increasing since your debts are decreasing. But yeah. you have to stick with it, especially being low income, because it's not going to happen as fast. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing. Like people feel like I can't do it. And then we don't have like 
teachers or people like you, like budget coaches that come about as much. And now that we have social media, we can watch, but we don't have any idea. And then growing up, a lot of people, we, we didn't get taught about money. What is the proper way to spend money? We just knew we got fit. We just know that bills need to be paid and we have no idea where to begin. Um, one question I do have though is like, how did you get started? Like when you had no direction, like did you go on Google to find a blueprint? Like this is my budget or what did you do? So with me, Google was my best friend. Okay. <laughs> me and Google, we were best friends. I am completely self-taught, yeah. but I was just so, I was, I had already reached my I'm fed up moment and I knew that I had to make a change. I was so uncomfortable where I was that I was willing to do whatever to get out of debt. So I started with simple Google searches. And then, you know, when you get on the internet, like yeah. you just got, it just, a trickle down effect yeah. like it's Google's just you click one there. thing and then you're like oh i didn't even know about this so you click and see what that is and then that leads you to interest rates and then loans and, and credit cards <laughs> all of that stuff but when you go down the rabbit hole and you get curious and you start to research then that's how you learn Yes. You get in there and you learn and you start with what is affecting you. Like if you're in debt and an auto loan debt, that's how I started because my auto loan was eating up all of my income. Oh my I started God, researching, yes. how can I get rid of this auto loan? You know? And then from there, it was just this, I went down the rabbit hole of learning about interest rates, etc. So, um, but now, you know, we have books, we have podcasts, we have mm -hmm. YouTube, Instagram, there's literally no excuse for not getting out there and increasing your financial literacy when there's free content at your fingertips. Yes, free content. And like we talked about how people can get on this journey. What about when they get on the journey and they have a financial setback or they fall off one way or another? What can they do? So I fell off multiple times yes which is probably why it took so long <laughs> um i accumulated more debt on my debt free journey like four to five times yeah spending whatever you're gonna relapse at least once or twice but yeah. i had like this five-step process and that led me to my bounce back game plan so okay. first you have to understand what happened you got to mm -hmm. go in there and analyze the situation kind of like with history you need to know your history so you mm -hmm. don't repeat it. You need to know what went wrong and why so you don't repeat it. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you have to run your numbers. And this is where a lot of people kind of like, eh, they want to act like it doesn't exist because it hurts. <laughs> we don't want to face what we did. But you yep. have to run your numbers and see what the damage is, what you're working with. And yeah. when you list it out, it's not as scary as you have it in your mind. Right. It's not as scary as you have it. And when you see it and you stare it down, it's going to something down on the inside of you is going to happen and you're going to yeah. start gaining that motivation, you know? Mm -hmm. And then once I listed out the debts, I knew that I had to change whatever goal that I had. So I had to set a new goal based on how I was feeling because I'm someone where behavior is 80% of how you manage your money. Mm -hmm. So depending on what makes sense to you, set a new goal goal and once you have your new goal like maybe you want to pick the one with the lowest balance or highest interest rate whatever makes sense to you yeah. you want to then go and change up your action plan aka mm -hmm. your spending plan where yeah. is your money going right now because according to your new goal 
you're going to have to adjust the numbers in your budget. If you mm -hmm. have a budget, it's going to make it super easy because all you have to do is go in there, see what expenses you're paying for, how much you're allocating to each, and then you go in there and adjust your numbers. Yeah. And then to keep yourself motivated, because we all know having a goal on a budget is just not enough to stick with it because you're nope, probably not. already feeling like crap at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I um I created milestones for my goal and broke it up into milestone tasks. Mm. So if I ran up my credit card and a milestone was to stop using the credit card uh, once and for all, like uh, a milestone task was to leave it at home or to cut it up wow. or pack my lunch mm -hmm. so that when I was driving home, I wouldn't stop by the drive-thru and get something to eat. Um, and using the, the five-step process, like I was able to bounce back every single time. Yeah. It halts your plans. You may have to change some things and it's going to hurt, but yeah. there is a way that you can bounce back. Yeah. That is amazing. So I think that, that that's free game. That's good free game right there. If they want to <laughs> know. So this is like to close, like, why do you feel like financial literacy is so important? And can children be involved in the process? Because what I've seen is that parents are the ones on the journey. And as I probably speak for myself and you, like growing up, like we probably didn't know a lot about what financial literacy means. And now, because I also, um, I'm a wealth manager, but you know, I had to learn. But they's, <laughs> I had to learn. And, you know, and like you said, I like the fact that you say the mindset is super important because this is what we yeah. talk about in therapy. If your mindset is not in the right, right place, it actually affects your behavior. So if my mindset is really not into this budgeting, I'm going to you know, subconsciously go out there and spend. And then I'm like, oh my God, I feel bad for myself. I made this mistake. So your mindset has to be in the right place to make all the proper sacrifices and things like that. Yeah. So why is it important? And I want to know, are your kids involved? Yeah. So financial literacy to me is power. It is the ultimate power. What? However you want to put it, money makes the world go round, right? Yes, Everything it does. takes money. And it's not the love of money, but, but it's still, everything takes money. It is simply a tool. Yeah. And when you know better, you do better. When mm -hmm. you have the knowledge and the skills to properly manage your money, with that comes less debt mm -hmm. and increased savings, more wealth, AKA mm -hmm. more opportunities. Yes, because money talks. Yeah. Money I don't care talks. what people says. And, 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 yeah, and credit card stock, if you properly use them, because you could flip your credit cards and turn it into money. But that's another conversation. If yeah. you could properly handle your finances, you could do a lot. You can leverage the debt. Yes. For your own personal gain, right? Exactly. And like you were saying, like, especially people of color, children of color, we don't learn a lot about financial Zero. literacy. Mm -hmm. We're, we're kind of like, just we become of age because money's so taboo, right? You right. don't talk about money. It's hush, yeah. hush. You don't ask about money. Yeah. But having an open dialogue, I feel like is super beneficial for incorporating your kids on your journey because they are going to build those skills that they need to yep. help them flourish in the world. We become of age. We just go out into the world of finance and we are like, what's happening? We have what no is skills. it? We're not Cargo, put a percentages. What are so we go get credit yes. cards yes and start running it up and it's not until we dug ourselves into this deep hole that we start to realize like 
okay, these were yeah. all the lessons that being hush hush about it is yeah. actually a disservice to your kids, you know? Exactly. So. And stop putting your kids' uh, 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 names under your bills that you're not <laughs> going to pay. Please stop. The light bill. <laughs> light bill. That's the one. That Give water them a bill. chance. Right. Yeah. Give, them give them a fighting chance. Put them as an authorized user on your credit card. Do something. I, you know, I don't even know how people do that. I'm not even going to try to research it. I don't yeah. even know how. It's, it's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> it's very wrong. And I'm like, how are you using your kids' underage social security number? And how are these electricity to companies? To rack up debt. I, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's crazy, but I purposely, because I came from a household where we did not learn anything about money, like most people, Yes, I, well, my son's only three, so I purposely exposed my daughter to yeah. my finances. So yeah. we go through my budget together. I will let her choose what we do with our fund money. So I see that as a way to incorporate her in the budgeting yeah. process. And of course, having an open dialogue with your kids is important, as I explained before. And chores, like a yes. lot of people, we, people of color, let's be honest, we have the mentality yes. of you live here for free, so you need to automatically do this work. I'm not paying you to wash no dishes. I didn't get that. But just, I did, I did everything for free. <laughs> I did everything for free too. She was like, when you, uh, you're living here and you eating under my, out of my kitchen, you're under my roof, you're not getting right. paid. Right, Lou using my lights and stuff. Exactly, but you know, still that's a good way to teach them not only a strong work ethic, but money management skills. Right. You don't have to pay them for everything. You don't have to pay them a time, but just get them on a schedule where they have to have certain things done by a certain time. You can make it like a payday. And then that allows them to go in and to learn how to manage their money. And you walk them through the process mm -hmm. and they learn how to work and have a good work ethic as yeah. well. So I feel like it's a disservice that we don't pay our kids for chores like you have to get out of that mentality of you live here for free and start looking yeah. for creative ways to incorporate them you know it's like a free internship you're like mm. yeah you're here you're an intern you're not gonna pay for all this hard work but you know when you get like you're teaching them like what do you do with your money once you get it like you know you need to put it here or tell me what you would do if you had two dollars or five dollars since your daughter's still young and your son is really really young so you know how do you yeah. teach them about how to use their money properly when you pay them if they don't have none yeah right right how do you and it's crazy so how do you delegate money for your kids with my with my daughter we have we use this app now but mm. she has certain chores that she has to do it's not really like cleaning because i'm i don't want her messing up my stuff yeah but it's like you know <laughs> little reading stuff. a book yeah, yeah, doing math. Or if I have a client, she watches her brother while I'm in the room. And mm -hmm. so everything has a certain price tag. And it's like it's like a, a payday routine. So she gets paid um, every other Friday. So she knows when payday is coming. Mm -hmm. And then we take a portion of whatever little earnings that she has. And it goes into like a little savings. Okay. And then the other portion goes to giving because yeah. I feel like giving you give not mm -hmm. only to receive back, but you give because as, as a person on this earth, as a human being, as a, as a citizen, I feel like that is what you should do. So I'm teaching yeah, her how to necessary. save. 
invest, yeah, save and invest your money <clears throat> and to also donate at the same time because all of those three things together, I feel like keeps everything in rotation. So that's how I delegate her funds right now until she, you know, gets a little older. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. And I want to share a little fun fact that Diana and I actually met in Arkansas. We went to high school together. And then one year at our college, and then I decided to skedaddle, ran off to Florida. And it's funny because um, when we were in college, we had math together. Do you remember? And then the professor, (laughs) Diana used to sit in the front seat. She was on time. And she would sit in the front seat and then take her notes in our math class. So this is so amazing to see how this has flourished. And then our math professor would like chase you around campus going, Miss King, Miss King. And you will go a different direction. Do you remember that? You remember reading like our no. literature class. No, but our math class is college algebra. He, he we used to wear polos. <laughs> you don't remember what happened he used to, like we had our literature class and then we had our math class you would be in the front seat we had college algebra and then he was like a young black teacher and uh, he would oh wear God, polo. I, remember I blocked him from my memory i remember now <laughs> yes oh my. he would wear like polo and then we would get out of class and then he would be like, Miss King, Miss King. You're like, oh, I had to leave early and you would run out and go somewhere else. <laughs> Ain't that crazy how the mind works? Like, I, my memory is normally you repress good. That. I, I, you repress that. Yes, you repress that. He would like literally try to get to know you like, Mm-mm, I'm not going forward. And you run the next, in the other direction. But you you were in the front seat of our college algebra class. And then our literature class, obviously we were in like a little semi-circle, whatever circle we were in. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to her yeah so thank you so much yeah you so I she's my friend on Facebook and she uh, I need to apologize to her for us cracking up in her class but I mean we always laughing at- <laughs> I don't think she remembers because okay, she still good. says I'm her star student uh she if you add her she's still amazing she's retired living her life but no we would laugh at everything I forgot about that this was horrible so you guys like i want you guys to reach out to diana if you want to get on your journey to learn how to manage money she is a budget coach as you can see she knows what she's talking about she can help you whether you have a small income or a sizable one she is the person to talk to so diana please tell them where they can find you follow you and she also has a youtube that is popping so she gives out different tips so you guys (laughs) follow her there so make sure you plug that in diana so how can people find you yeah, so I'm everywhere, honestly. I'm like a, what they call a Neogram 3. I can't sit still. Yeah. Um, so I am, you can find me on Instagram. That's the main platform at Money Boss Mama. I am, what she was saying, on YouTube. That's money.boss.mama. And I, you can contact me on my website, moneybossmama.com. There is a contact form, and I do my best to reply to everyone or just shoot me a DM. Okay, so if you want to learn about so many amazing things, hit her up. And thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. 
please be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. You can catch us on Anchor and all your favorite media streams. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Silent Symptoms Podcast. Let us know if you have any feedback or topics that you would like to hear. 